Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Miles. Uh, and today we are joined by Pablo Fernandez, a university lecturer in modern languages who has a fairly unique experience of fatherhood for a whole host of reasons, really. Yes. Well, two main reasons. One, he is uh, adopted father, father of a child. And the second time, he's a gay dad. So That's welcome. Right. Welcome, you Welcome, you're our first gay dad. Hey. <laughs> as far as I know, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, well. we haven't asked, but yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, so, Pablo, do you want to explain to us um, your, your family setup then? So it's yourself and uh, Mike and Charlie, that's right, isn't it? That's right, yes. So um, uh, Mike and I have been married for, ooh, over 10 years. But, um, relationship-wise, we've been together for 20-something years. Um, so you know, like in gay years, that's a lifetime. <laughs> um, and um, so um, you know, we got we, we were very traditional guys. So you know, mm-hmm. after we got married, what do you do? You then have children. children yeah. um, so uh, we took forever to make a decision um, that we actually wanted to do this because um, we were uh, juggling the fact that we wanted to be parents, but also the fact that. We didn't want a child or children that we adopted to have the kind of to have the burden of having gay dads, which is how we saw it at the time. Mm. Um, we saw normally kids who are adopted have been through something traumatic in their life. The last thing you want to do is add, add. something else to that. Mm. So we felt that maybe we couldn't offer a, as good. A, a family as other adopters might. Mm-hmm. So Why did you um, go down the route of adoption as opposed to like surrogacy or something like that? Well, um, surrogacy continues to not be legal in this country. Um, and, I didn't uh, even know that. Um, yeah, that. it's uh, well, it's sort of changing, but mm. it's um, mm. certainly at the time we were doing it, it wasn't an option, and it's also a very expensive option. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, so, and neither of us were particularly bothered by the whole bio kit thing. Okay. Um, you know, our genes being yeah, okay. passed on or anything like that. We were quite happy to. Kind of, I think when you come out as a gay man, it's one of the things that you accept. Um, you know, that you, you're probably not going to be a, a parent. Yeah. Uh, certainly, you know, 20 years ago when when I came out to myself, actually a lot longer than that. Um, but um, I, which is actually something that I struggled with mm. um, in coming out because mm. I always wanted to be a dad, and I thought coming out was kind of like shutting the door on mm. that. Um, so it was quite a turnaround that actually we, yeah. maybe we can do this. I've never considered that, that actually, part, because obviously there must be so many different layers to coming out in terms of all the various questions and answers you have to have yeah. with yourself. That never occurred to me, that actually you're kind of committing almost there, as you say, to the sort of biological impossibility of, of having children. Yeah, certainly 20, 30 years ago, yeah. uh, I think probably... Um, you know, someone coming out now may not mm. see that as a, no. as a shut door as much as it was for us. Because there's more high-profile examples of gay 
men who have got families. I That's guess, right. Yeah. It? So yeah. Now with um, with Charlie, yeah, um, your adopted son. So. You were, you were explaining to us before we started recording. So you adopted him when he was six and a half? That's right, that yeah. Right? So I suppose in most cases, and again, this comes from a complete place of ignorance, so please um, please forgive me, but I suppose most people would assume that when you were when people are adopting, you would adopt a baby. That's kind yes. of, that, that, would, that would be the kind of first thought anyway. Yeah. So what was the thought process in thinking, okay, this is this is a boy we could we could take on as our own and help and love and, and help him develop at that age? Right, so there are historical reasons. Um, basically, um, for a long time, uh, gay couples or gay people weren't allowed to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, so those who did... Um, either were assessed as a single potential adopter and then their partner would actually be classed as their flatmate or something like that. Even if that went through and everything happened, um, then that other person would have no parental rights, nothing. Um, And and then it became legal, um, but social workers... Uh, maybe didn't catch on so much so it became relatively easy well actually not easy at all but it became doable to be approved to become an adopter Mm -hmm. but then when it came to actually placing a child with gay adopters um, many social workers felt that that wasn't the right thing for the children they had in their care um, so, gay parents became the ones who would take the last chance children. Okay, so, children yeah. with severe disabilities, children that were considerably older than um, other well, yeah, kids that you might have been thinking about. This, yeah, when we've done, when I've written stories in my day job as a journalist about an adoption week. The children that they struggle to place are the ones that come from complicated backgrounds. Yeah. Because, as Rich alludes to, I guess as you know, adoptive parents, you want the right word, a blank canvas yeah. with which to kind of parent on. And if you're taking a child who's a bit older, yeah, that canvas someone else has already had a go. Yeah. And you are... <laughs> and you left are, their mark. Yeah. You? And, uh, you know, you started making the cake, if you like. Yeah. And you can't untake the ingredients out. You've mm. got to finish it. Yeah, mm. that that's a really good metaphor for it. So so this was the case, certainly, when, when we were adopting. Um, so, you know, social workers made it very clear mm. to us absolutely no chance of getting mm. a child mm. under two. Mm-hmm. Those days go, those go to... And this was, se- this was seven years ago, is that right? This was seven years ago, yeah. Um, you know, those go to the nice straight couples. Um, so, basically, you then kind of... You're kind of prepared uh, by them into... Right, well, so what are you willing to consider... Um, you know, in Where's terms of uh, birth issues, uh, what kind of level of trauma that the child has been through to end up in care, mm. and those range from neglect to very, very, very disturbing mm. stories. Mm-hmm. So, do you, um, you actually have to? Did you and Mike have to sit down and, and actually make that kind of choice in terms of drawing a line and saying that is how far? 
Mm. There's a tick list. There's a tick list. Wow. So you talk about, you know, certain types of disabilities, um, you know, things like um, a child who is wheelchair-bound or requires constant medical care um, to being deaf or um, having uh, sight problems, um, fetal FASD, and I can't remember what it stands for. Um, fetal alcohol mm-hmm. um, oh, I see. syndrome, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the really kind of apart from the physical, then there's the um, you know Down syndrome, mm. um, severe mm. developmental delay. Um, to you know the the, the background stories, which you, are another matter. And did you? talk to other people who had adopted before you went through this process of, of, of kind of ticking the boxes because yeah. I, would, I would struggle to get you'd have to have a pretty good understanding about what you were getting into yeah. if you mm. were going to um, you know tip my hat to anybody that takes a severely disabled child and, uh, mm. and adopts them and we you know um, you'd have to have a pretty good understanding about how your life was going to work. And also, there's no, yeah. presumably, there's no. This isn't a, a situation where you say, "Oh no, sorry, this is too much for me. I'm going to hand this child back." It's not like once a you, dog, is once, it? Yeah, once you've made that commitment, you want to do. You want to be 100 percent committed to that child, right? So absolutely. But they don't just dump. They don't just. You don't just no, open your door one morning. There's a box with a child. In no, it, granted. The, I guess you have some like settled. But you probably time, have to yes. to make sure you. But you go, presumably you still on. have to be. You have to be prepared. Once you've made that commitment, you don't want to be. I mean, whether it's mm. within the rules or not, but presumably within your own mind, you want yeah. to say mm. no. I, I'm not going to be the type of person that's going to say no, no, thank you for your yeah. time, bye bye. Um, so research shows that about a third of mm. adoptions for children over five actually collapse. Mm. Um, wow. That's uh, a huge number. It's a huge number. Wow. Um, and it's, you know, it's not about me being superhuman, but yeah. it is a, a very of tough course, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But you asked about talking to other people. Um, there's this amazing charity called New Family Social mm-hmm. that was set up by um, lesbian and gay parents okay. um, and would-be adopters and they meet regularly and you can go there either as an adopter with your kids um, so that your kids can meet other kids who also have mm-hmm. two moms or two dads mm-hmm. um, so they're not you know, the only boy raised by two gay dads in the village yeah. <laughs> um, so they can see that but also for prospective adopters who are looking to talk to people who who have been yeah. through the experience. And was that helpful to you? That was incredibly yeah. helpful, both their online forums where, you know, you could read about people's experiences, ask, etc., and their actual meetups. Mm. Um, uh, it, it just, um, you know, seeing, you know, yeah, these two guys who look perfectly normal mm. with a child that yeah. looks perfectly normal, and they're telling you, oh, yeah, our experience was like that, our social worker was like that, our kid's social worker was like that. Um, and just mm. oh, okay, it's so a bit like NCT, isn't it? It's a bit. It's almost like the, the way you describe it and the way it helped you. It's almost like prenatal classes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like how I imagine, how I, how I, excuse me, how I remember NCT being for me. Yeah. In the in that it's not so much the technical stuff, you know, within NCT where you're talking about labour and birth and all that. It wasn't so much that. It was more that solidarity with all these other people that were going through that yeah. particular experience and yeah. realizing, okay, so you're doing it, I can do it, we can all do it, sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. And I appreciate there's big differences, but no, no, in but terms of the process, the same, it's the yeah. same sort of thing, isn't it? Did you 
um, did you have any? Um, were there any other children that you ha- were close to going through the adoption process and that you had kind of contact with and realised it wasn't going to work? Um, or, or, or we, you know, is did it work first time? Um, so um, when when you once you're approved as an adopter, mm-hmm. um, you have a matching period. Okay. Um, and some social workers may send you profiles, mm-hmm. uh, or you actively look. Yeah. Um, some people are a bit distressed by this concept, but there are websites and magazines yeah, yeah, yeah. with. Yeah. Children. It's like a phone book. It's called it? Children Who yeah. Wait. One it's, of them yeah, yeah. in a literally, wow. yeah. you know, this catalogue yeah, 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 of, right. of children. Um, so we did uh, make inquiries about um, other children before we um, found Charlie, and um, but that's mostly because um, we originally thought we um, we were aiming at adopting siblings. Okay. Um, and. Um, so we were looking at, at groups of two um, at first. Um, very, uh, for reasons that I cannot even begin to understand or justify, the panel that approved us um, approved us, knew that we wanted more than one, so they approved us for either um, one boy, two boys, or a boy and a girl, but not one girl or two girls. Okay. Do you know what the reasoning was? Um, I can only guess it was a question of being role models and not having a female influence in the okay. family, although we do have them in our network. Mm. It is absolutely pointless, you know, yeah. ridiculous yeah. when you think about yeah. it. That is absurd. Um, you know, I can learn to flat hair <laughs> as much <laughs> as I can yeah. learn about the offside rule, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. neither of which I was an expert on um, <laughs> before I adopted, yeah. and right. I still struggle with the offside rule, I must say. So, yeah, that was kind of weird in itself. And, um, and I... I mean, some people say, oh, maybe it's because they're worried you, you, I don't know, you might abuse children in your care and say, well, in that case, surely placing a girl would make a lot more sense as I'm a lot less likely to <laughs> yeah, want to yeah, abuse yeah, a girl. Yeah. Um, it's it's scary how many people um, connect um, gay people with um, pedophilia. Yes. And it's like, really? Um, mm. We so were talking earlier, weren't weird. we, about the, the various misconceptions that come that you you must have encountered yeah. as as gay parents. And, yeah. and that, I suppose that's just, that must have been the first one of many along the yes. road, I suppose. Yeah, actually, um, it's funny because sometimes you work with what you assume people are assuming as mm. well. Um, so, for example, um, Charlie, when he was at primary school, he would get invited to lots of... Um, sleepovers mm-hmm. and birthday parties is a very sociable boy mm-hmm. and he was very popular at primary school and um, and I never, I felt really awkward about returning the favour and, and asking other kids to come um, have a sleepover with us because I thought well um, maybe it, the parents we've never had a, a negative reaction no. at all um, but I thought maybe people would be a bit awkward about their son going to sleep in a household there's just two men yeah. or something and um, so one day I finally kind of plucked up the courage to talk to one of the mums at school and said you know I, I really want to invite some kids over for a mm. sleepover but I feel that you know people may be a bit funny about that 
And she went, are you crazy? You're, you're adopters. You have been screened <laughs> to the hell. You know, we are the parents that we know yeah, yeah, yeah. haven't got any issues Anyone whatsoever. Anyone can go and have a baby, can't they? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. harder to, well, it's harder to, to adopt a, a dog, isn't it? Drive a car. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, that was really funny because I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, it does sound It does sound a lot like, and you, you mentioned this again earlier when we were discussing various issues, that there's all these pressures, which uh, there are pressures obviously externally upon you, but it sounds like because of the situation you're in, you almost put a lot of these pressures on yourself. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so um, I've only very recently kind of come to terms with the fact that being, and you guys need to actually work on this as well. I've listened to your podcast. Uh, being a good enough dad mm. is good enough. Mm. You cannot be perfect. Mm. You put pressures on yourself. You, you know, I've heard you talk about um, feeling like a spare part and wanting mm. to do more and th thinking you can't. You know, there's lots of things that you can't physically do. Um, and you just do your best. Yeah. And, right. you know, That's good right. enough yeah. is good enough. Mm. So, um, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point. Um, as, as a gay dad, I just really wanted to give no one any ammunition that they could use as oh it's because they're gay because you feel like you're in the spotlight a bit more absolutely so you know you, I, you live in like a a, a a small home counties type village yeah right? you're not, I'm you're not, not, you're not living a Londoner, flat on Old Compton Street or something like that yeah, yeah. No. where you're in like amongst the, yeah. the heart of the community you're that's kind of, right yeah. yeah so it's no Manchester with no. its village it's no, not no, no. Soho in London um, so you know we're not um, I mean it's not we're not the only gays in the village kind of thing but, but uh, no there isn't a scene uh, but you know it's not it's also not you know we don't get chased on the road with burning crosses either no, you yeah. know yeah. Um, but yeah it just kind of felt like we had to be perfect mm. we couldn't make any mistakes um, yeah. uh, I remember once um, there was an assembly at school and it was you know, it was one of those days. It was a mufti day, so yeah. you don't have to wear a uniform. Yep. And I forgot about it. And Charlie went to school in oh, uniform, oh. and then I went to the assembly and realized that he was the only kid wearing a uniform. And I just felt like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, what an awful dad I am. Um, yeah. And all the other parents were laughing because they said, "We've all made this mistake at some yeah. point. You're yeah. just coming into yeah. it later, so you've made this mistake at this point." Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all right. But there's an extra layer of pressure you're saying. Yeah. That's really interesting because, as you alluded to, Steve and I talk all the time about the amount of pressure we feel to be perfect or to do this or to Boring, do that. Isn't it, oh, and it is, and it is. It's it's exhausting a lot of the time. Yeah. But then it's. I kind of feel some sympathy because we have all of that from our very sort of conventional standpoints. Yeah. And then you're suggesting that, of course, because there's this added layer of pressure of, like, I'm a gay father, I want to I want to make sure that I'm not giving anyone ammunition to criticise us or our son. Yeah. That you've got all the, that. It's almost like it's ramped up even further yeah. in your mm. situation. But also Imagine because people extrapolate that. So, you know, if... I, I don't think if you make a mistake, mm. anyone's going to say straight dads are like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. if I make yeah. a mistake, and considering 
to many Lime. people, we're the only gay dads they know. It's like, oh, gay dads do that. Yeah, right. right. Imagine how Elton John feels then. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you think you've got the spotlight on you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then he's choosing to have it properly profiled. So yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. God knows he's got the money to do whatever he yeah. wants anyway. <laughs> so let's wind it back a little bit. Day one, yeah, and you're a, you become a, a first time dad. Yeah, Rich and I talk about this business about sleep mm. and nappies and you know that the kind of feeding. You missed all that out. Yep, you've got uh, a little boy who's presumably toilet trained. Yep, and can feed himself. Yep, and he could even can, ride a bike. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Without. What, Without a stabilizer. Without a stabilizer. Wow. What 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 are your challenges? So um some people kind of take that approach, oh you're so lucky you missed out on all that. <laughs> yeah. Um and yes, to a point. Um although you kind of Oh, you know, maybe a week of it would have been nice to, yeah, to experience okay, right. and share. <laughs> Be no my guest. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. round. You can come round yeah. if you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we also missed out on on his first words, yeah. on his first steps. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any kind of little socks from way back when. Yeah. You yeah. know, those things that you cherish and yeah. that yeah, 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 become yeah. part of. You know your yeah. your story. You, yeah. you you always will remember the first word and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so um, you know there's pros pros mm. and, and cons to all that. So but it was weird. Um, you know right now you can make a mistake with your kind of very young children and they won't hold it against you. No. Um, you make a mistake with a six year old and. Not only will he remember, he will throw it back in your face the first opportunity yeah. that he gets. Yeah. Um, so you don't have that room for you know making your own mistakes and getting away with it. Um, so it's really weird. You've got this little person who can speak and is rational and all that kind of stuff. And you don't know each other so well. So you are doing kind of a lot of trial and error. Uh, mm. So let's, um, you know okay, shall we make a puzzle and let's watch this and mm. let's play that. And uh, and it's in, and also it's an adult, grown-up relationship. Um, I think, you know, I mentioned about ideally having thought of, of adopting siblings and I always thought, well, they can entertain each other. Yeah. They, ha- they can mm. keep each other company. Mm. But you're having to sort of entertain, educate, mm. etc. This this young person with his own personality already and who answers back so you're trying to become it sounds like you're almost simultaneously trying to become friends but also kind of impose that kind of hierarchy of I am your your guardian I I am your parent what does he he call you guys Uh, so I'm dad and Mike is daddy okay Um, I um, uh, I I was the one who took the long adoption leave so I was off work for about I was going to say months. to that yeah so you took um, nine, nine months did you say yeah oh wow um, okay. yeah, yeah well, adoption leave is exactly the same as that's because uh, well, that, a lot of what you've said has been quite disturbing to be honest with you about the adoption process it's nice to hear that because that's, yeah. that's a positive story okay? yeah nine, actually nine, you get nine months leave Good. work did get it spectacularly wrong so I rang HR and said oh I'm gonna, I want to take adoption leave and they said oh you're entitled to um, oh, you mean you mean paternity leave? You're entitled right. to two weeks. And I said, no, actually, I mean adoption leave. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be the main carer. Oh no, your wife is entitled to 
to adoption leave. I said, well, there's no wife in this particular situation. Oh, well, then you're not entitled to it. And I said, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to hang up right now and I'm going to, this is my number. Yeah. Um, call me back in when an hour. When you've, when you've done the, some, yeah, some yeah. research. And indeed, they called me back and went, oh, yes, you are entitled to it. <laughs> uh, um, Sounds like you played that very well. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you just don't want to be a pain, but yeah. also no. I knew what I was entitled yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was... that was. Uh, There's always somebody that's new to that. I remember when I yeah. took my shared parental leave, Yeah, it was a similar sort of thing. You know, it was a bit kind of, oh, right, we have got a policy. I just need to find it. Yeah. You know, it's new territory. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's this little person that that you're spending time with. What did you do in your your nine months? Because he's he's at school. Yes. So, So, what were you at home? um, I tried to get some sleep um, (laughs) because, actually, um, you know, like the first few nights, the two of us would literally be at his door kind of checking is he still awake is, yeah. is he still asleep has he died yeah, um, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and and um, so yeah there was some period where he was off school just for you know to adapt etc but we could actu- actually see um, after three weeks or so that you know he was just itching to be with kids his own age he mm. was used to being mm-hmm. at school and he just really wanted to do and, that and, and also I guess you guys are you got your solid relationship where you live, you've lived there for a while. Yeah. The thing that he wants the most is security yeah. and stability of environment. Yeah. So if you're offering like a routine, school routine, mm. that's great. Home routine, it's going to be living in the same place. Yeah. All of the things that he needs in his life. Mm. Yeah. You know, and attention and care and interaction and all of the bits that he hasn't got by nature of him having to be adopted, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he just, I, we didn't realise it at the time, but he was really anxious about seeing his new school, mm. meeting his, what would become his school mm-hmm. friends. Um um, and and we didn't realize how anxious this was making him. Mm. You know, it was the, okay, so now I know where I'm living. Now I know who's looking after me, sort of thing. Um, who basically was saying who are going to be my peers. And, mm. yeah, and 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 once we realized this, it was like okay, well let's let's go let's go to school. Let's let's go introduce you. And he had the faced integration. Yep. So he did one morning. Then the next day he didn't go in, and then the next day he yep. did the whole day, and you know stuff like that just to get used to it mm-hmm. um, and how's that going how's he, how's he getting on at school and stuff oh god he's um, um, he's, he's great he, um, so he's 14 now isn't he yeah it? yeah so primary school uh, his first day at school um, we both both Mike and I were a bit miffed because um, you know he we went in with him and and the school secretary took him by the hand and said well come on then let me take you to your teacher and so we both kind of watched him walk it's along okay, this long distance. corridor um, towards his classroom. He didn't look back once. <laughs> you were waiting for not the tears once. The yeah. We, you know, we didn't <laughs> want him to cry, but you, you know, you kind yeah. of think, oh, at least give know. me a wave. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it was really. But I'm oh. like that with Jackson when I take Jackson to nursery, and it's me taking him, not his mum. There has been occasions, especially now he's gone to the bigger the age group, where he cries, and he knows what's happening as you're taking him in and he doesn't really want to go so he grabs hold of your hand you have to sort of like prize it out and yeah. then take him to someone sit him down and go sit in up your cornflakes with your little pals yeah. and, it, you know, and he's there and he's slightly distracted and as you move away he's like 
daddy, daddy, daddy. But then this morning I took him and he was like, you know, bouncing down the corridor, take daddy coat off, daddy coat off, into the room and then was like, bye daddy. And it, you yeah, know, it, it, we didn't even get the bye. We, he just took this hand and went and we were both, oh, okay, bye then. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's interesting know. the similarities between, because obviously your situation is quite you know, unusual in the sense of the adoption and the, adop- the age of, of, of Charlie when he was adopted and the fact that you're a gay couple. And there's always different, and it's rarer, yeah, it's yeah. certainly rarer than the, than the norm. And it's I always find it interesting when whenever Steve and I sit down and do a podcast and talk to people who are from like let's let's say I suppose more unconventional backgrounds, yeah, and uh, how sem- how similar all the experiences yeah. are of because course. yeah there are all the of course there are massive differences in your experience because of the, the situation you're in, but the the similarity you know the idea the way you describe. Mike and yourself taking him to school for the first day. Yeah. That's the same as any other couple who mm, take their kid to school for the first time. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Mm. The same emotions, mm. the same mm. feelings, the same. And it's, I, I always find, I don't know, there's something I find quite positive about that mm. is that the, how, however you've got to where but, you are. Yeah. It's about parenting. It's, it's the same. It's but, the same. Parenting is parenting. I guess that probably is the same, you know, in terms of you take the child out of the equation. A relationship, mm. you know, in my relationship with my wife, your relationship with your husband, you're going to have. Similar, like one of you is going to be the tidy one, one of them is going to be the messy one. It's exactly the one's same. Be the so there's no, one's yeah, going to be the fun well, one. Well, no, it's you just yeah, but you take the kids out, yeah. even without kids, relationships, whether they be gay relationships or straight relationships, oh, yeah, yeah, there's still yeah, yeah. they're going to be uh, points of yeah. points of connection where they're the same because they're relationships, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. I guess there's no reason why putting a child into that should be any be any different. Yeah. Absolutely, but you you forgive me if I'm making an assumption, but it seems to me that you're this is dawning on you right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes, and sometimes, point of naivety. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so sometimes, um, like me agreeing to come to you about mm. this, it's about visibility. Yeah. It's about making people realize yeah. actually, yeah, we are just as boring yeah, as yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, a fair point. Yeah. With, um, you said, didn't you, earlier on when the when we were talking just before we, we started recording about how uh, people's expectations of you as a gay couple yeah. are a bit more that you were going to be like Elton and David yeah, and they're slightly di- disappointed that yeah you we're, not, not, we're not very fabulous and we don't have <laughs> great clothes and you know personal trainers and groomers <laughs> and what have you so as great as it is to see public figures yeah. um who have children, you know, gay, gay or, or lesbian um, parents, um, you know, it does bring that. If people don't have any other points of reference, mm-hmm. then they think, oh, that's what gay dads look like. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there is sometimes an element of disappointing of disappointment when people meet us and, yeah. and we really are rather normal and plain looking mm. and not fashionable. <laughs> and But, you know, th- I suppose this takes, us, this takes us to, to the books you've, you've written, Pablo. You've got Becoming Dads yeah. and My Two Dads Are Amazing. And would that be essentially the message that you're getting across in these books, do you think? Or we're attempting to get across that actually we, this is just a normal family? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, Becoming Dads... Um, was a book that I wrote. It's basically um, my diaries as we went through the adoption process. Um, so from the making decision, making the first inquiries, being approved as adopters, the matching process, and it ends on the day we mm-hmm. uh, met our son. Um, so um, the British Associate... Boo! 
sorry, uh, the <laughs> British Association for Adoption and Fostering, try saying that quickly, um, asked um, me if I would be interested in, in publishing something like that. Um, and uh, I was very happy to. Um, it's uh, it's it's funny. I, I It's actually very rewarding. I do meet people who've read the book and, and say to me, oh, my God, that was exactly what we went through, mm. or um, it cleared up so many doubts, or um, it was so reassuring to see we weren't the only ones who were having those doubts mm. that you talk about. Um, so it's been great. Uh, it's a little bit um, out of date now. Uh, you know, it was written a few years ago. Um, some things have changed, some things haven't. Uh, but it's still a kind of a, a kind of the reference point for gay dads uh, adopting, um, and it's had amazing reviews great, on on um, you know popular online shopping sites. <laughs> um, so we can get it from Amazon, can we? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to say it. Yeah. Allowed to say it. It's all yeah. BBC. And then the, uh, the so my second books, my two dads are amazing, and that was um, literally question of you know when you're a dad you when a parent you read to to your kids and actually there aren't that many books that reflected our family mm-hmm. setup mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. books to read to children yeah, yeah. um so so i wrote the book uh, literally well for charlie first mm-hmm. and then i thought um oh maybe maybe i could publish it mm-hmm. um so I self-published it. I never shopped it to any um, kind of publishing houses um, for fear anyone listening. Of you know, yeah, there you go. Yes, in the book. thank you. Yeah, reach yep. out to us. So we'll put you in touch. Yep. Yeah, um, and uh, so it's self-published through Amazon, and it's had some really great reviews. and And basically, it's a book about um, this boy. Um, ben is the name of the character um, who lives with his two dads, and um, he says just how. Um, you know, his dads are great because they bought him an Xbox and they take him camping and they get like what he does with his Lego and they cook his favorite food. Uh, but then for each of those instances, there's a downside. So, you know, they, they cook me macaroni cheese, but they also make me eat tomatoes and that's, you know, evil. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they, you know, they like when I play with my Lego, but then they make me pick up the pieces yeah. and yeah. Uh, they take me to the cinema, but they won't let me see, uh, you know, like, Films that have an age certificate yeah. Yeah, yeah. and things like that, and and then um, you know, then the character says, um, "Oh, but there's a secret about my 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 dad that I don't like to tell people about." Um, and he says, "It's actually quite embarrassing, so please don't tell anyone." And so it kind of builds up to mm. what's what's this big thing about about his dad, and then he reveals it that. His dads actually don't like football, um, <laughs> and um, which is safe to say, you're not highly fan, embarrassing yeah. and yeah. you know yeah. god awful for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the idea is that. Um, any parent who's reading that book with a child can explore. Why do you think mm. Ben might might be embarrassed about? Yeah. Um, and you know, it kind of leads to the idea that it might be his embarrassment because he has to that, but actually, do that for him is completely normal, and and he's embarrassed about the football situation. How, how has it been for? For Charlie, then, because at the age of fourteen, I remember myself being fourteen, and I was the most awkward. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was an awkward, gangly fourteen-year-old who had absolutely no self-confidence. I was very, very unsure of myself. So I appreciate at that age, for a teenage boy, there are a lot of things going on. How is how has he handled the idea that he has two dads? So, 
Um, I think when he first started school, and obviously other kids knew because they would see us, etc., there was an element of him just wanted to fit in like everyone else. Mm -hmm. There were enough different things about him already yeah. that the um, having to that thing was was an extra thing. So I won't deny that that, that was a bit of an issue. Mm. Um, for him, just wanted mm. to fit in and yeah, be yeah, like you everyone keep else. Below the radar, yeah. don't you? Yeah, when you're a kid, you just want to be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, so there was there was an element of that. Um, uh, but the, I mean, there the, he he wasn't particularly bullied or anything like that. It was such a good school, and then when, even when he's gone to secondary school, um, at first there was an element of oh, good to that, um, and uh, so but we always taught him okay. Right, someone says something, you snap back straight at them. So someone says, oh, you got to that, so you must be gay. So the response prepared for that was, well, you got a mum and a dad, does that make you half boy, half girl? <laughs> nice. Uh, you, know, nice. you know, same kind of logic. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was, the idea was always to, to, yeah. to have something that he could, in his arsenal, that he could use straight away rather than having to think of I it. I like that because there's a real uh, there's a real honesty and realism to that because I think I was expecting you to say uh, we'd always taught him to rise above it and, oh, God, no. and all that, <laughs> well, and yeah. all that stuff, which is a lovely idea <laughs> yeah. in fairy tale land yeah. but actually in the reality of the school playground that's exactly what you want yeah. you want back right they say this you say that back, yeah. end of conversation lovely uh, absolutely right. yeah. uh, but it's easier said than done yeah, of course. for him it was hard um, of course uh, yeah. I mean research shows that kids who have two moms do that um are not any more bullied than other kids. It's just that that may be the thing that they're bullied about oh, rather than the big ears, wrong glasses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hair yeah, colour, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, it yeah. may be. Um, so I think it was about preparing him for that. Um, so, but you were asking about um, Charlie as a teenager. Mm. Charlie is a hideous teenager <laughs> as it's... <laughs> His job to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, I remember being a teenager, and and, and your parents were like these alien people yeah. that just didn't understand the you. enemy. Yeah, yeah, but also you felt like, how could I have possibly come from them? We have nothing in common. <laughs> um, so I think Charlie feels like, yeah, you know, he knows he didn't come from us. <laughs> um, so it's like he's totally vindicated in that yeah, we are so aliens I, yeah. and awful people S put on this earth to annoy him. So yeah. I strongly remember being a child and screaming at my parents, you're not my parents, I bet I'm adopted. Yeah. Well, I mean... He's got, yeah, we he's get got, that. He can't, <laughs> he can't go there, can he? Yeah, yeah, well, he can. He does. Um, so he'll say, "You're not my family, and you're not my real dad." And say, "You know, I'm telling you to do that. You know, because I'm your dad. You're not my dad." What's, what's your snapback snap response? Back. Oh, it's I'm so sorry, but I've got a piece of paper signed by a judge that says that I am. <laughs> um, so sorry about that. Because when you say that. that, that does cut to the. I mean, like. When you said that, and the idea of your teenage son that you clearly love very much and have put your whole life into, and saying, you're not my real dad, that feels like a real punch in the stomach. That's, yeah, that's but horrible. he's a teenager. But I mean, I, teenager, and I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, you know I, Jesus, I said some terrible things Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of it's par for the course, isn't it? But that, yeah. that must be quite hard from your perspective to... We've yeah. had worse, but so yeah. uh, that kind of feels quite light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, so, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a child who's been through the trauma of losing mm. their birth parents and being removed from their care mm. and spending time in the care system um, carries 
a lot of baggage. Mm. So, and that baggage has come out at different times in uh, varying degrees of um, severity. So, um, really mm. being told that, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I suppose this goes back to the, the thing we mentioned earlier, is that anyone being a first-time parent, which is what this entire podcast is about, yeah. feels this intense pressure, and there's a lot of weight on your shoulders. I would imagine anyone who's a first-time parent who has adopted a child feels an extra layer of pressure because you don't have the biological and inverted commas, you know, connections and all the rest of it. Mm. And then anyone who is a first-time parent and happens to be gay again feels an extra layer of pressure because of all the reasons you outlined before. So there's, there's this kind of... There's a sense I get that you've just had an enormous amount to deal with, an enormous amount to process and cope and, and try and help him develop in the right way and all these things. Yeah. Um, Do you just crack yes. on with it, though? Do you just yeah, you of, just yeah. get on with well, it. It's like, it's like, yeah. same as us, you know, isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, I also, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, and you make a choice that you are going to take this little person and basically... Um, I, you know, some people say, oh, because I'm an academic, do I have high expectations for Charlie in terms of career, etc. Um, and to be honest, if he stacks shelf in a supermarket but is happy, mm. I'll be happy. My mission is to help him become a useful member of society, someone who... And someone who is happy. Mm. Um, mm. Charlie's not a very happy boy. He, you know, he's... He's been through a lot, um, so he has very low self-esteem. He um, expects the worst because he's received the he's worst in the many worst. times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He expects the worst. So um, our big job is to turn that around, and if we manage that, then mission accomplished. Mm. That sounds go. that sounds like a lovely note on which to end, actually, because we've, we've been talking for a good 40 minutes here, and that's been fascinating. It's really, yeah, really, it's really good. Really, thanks, really for, thanks for talking to really, us. Really insightful as well. I, I honestly feel like I've learned something. I've also realised how bloody naive I am about so many aspects of uh, <laughs> of life. But um, <laughs> uh, thank you for coming in, Pedro. It's been, yeah, fantastic. If you've um, liked what you've heard, please do uh, leave us a review and mm. rate us on uh, whichever method you're listening to us on because it does help other people find us and uh, if you've got a story you want to share um, yeah, after listening to us talk subject, really. any subject really then email us at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com and keep listening keep listening yeah thanks again to Pablo for coming in thank you for having me yeah great alright well um, look everybody um, as Steve said subscribe email Um, Keep in touch, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Cheers.